Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our series talking about how to experience God's kingdom here on earth. We've called the series Kingdom Life, and it's been based on the passage of scripture from Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, that says the following, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And this morning, I want to talk to you about unity as one of the kingdom principles that we are called to live by as kingdom citizens. Unity is a major force in organizations, countries, churches, and families. People feel it when it's there, and they certainly feel it when it's not there. And I'm sure we can all relate to at some point uh, in time having had contact with any one of those organizations and felt its presence or its absence and the impression that the unity or lack of unity made on us as a result. And that's because you can very easily measure and test how unified a country is, how unified a family is, how unified a church is or a business is by how the members uh, speak about one another. You can measure it by how they act to one another and, and behave towards one another, by how they lead and submit to one another, and by how they look after each other or neglect each other. One can observe unity in, in an organization or in an entity even by simple things like dress code and language and style. And if we want to look at a basic definition of what unity is, it is the state of being united or joined as a whole. And it's one of those principles that I think characterizes all, all healthy institutions and it's something that all unhealthy institutions have in common. And that's because it's certainly something that, that can be experienced and felt both by the people within those, those spaces and by the people outside of them. And very importantly, it's something that each of the individual members of that country, of that institution, of that company or that church or that family carries in and with themselves. And the, and the individual members have the power to contribute or take away from the unity of that entity as a whole. And so unity has a very powerful and a very significant influence on the culture of things. And scripture is full of very clear guidelines in terms of how we ought to apply the principle of unity in our everyday lives, what its purpose is, and in doing so experience God's kingdom here on earth. There's some amazing calls to unity that have some phenomenal blessings and promises uh, attached to them. So let's have a look at one or two of them together this morning uh, before sharing how we can contribute in, into God's kingdom by sowing unity and one of the blessings that actually follow when we live that way. So one of the most well-known passages has to be Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 6 when it talks about this thing of unity, this principle that God is calling his church to live by. And this is what it says. It says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, this is the Apostle Paul talking, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And then he goes on to list a few critical elements of salvation to almost further the case of unity or, or, or back up why it's important uh, in the church. He says there's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and through all. Such a beautiful passage, passage of Scripture, calling us to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And then one more passage 
He's from John chapter 17. This is, this is where Jesus prays for his followers and not just the 12 disciples, but for everyone that would follow, follow him after, after they, had, they had gone. This is what it says in John chapter 17, verse 22 to 24. It says, I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. This is Jesus talking to God the Father, praying for his disciples. He says, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. That is such a beautiful passage of scripture. Jesus saying that he prays for all of his followers to be in such perfect unity that the world would know and experience the love of God. And we can clearly see from these texts how important unity is as a characteristic of someone who follows Jesus. And so let's take a moment and look at two practical ways that we can sow unity, invest unity into families, into businesses, into our churches today. And then one of the purposes or one of the benefits that unity uh, produces or results in in our lives as we live in God's kingdom here on earth. And so the firstly, a practical way of sowing unity into our world is simply by living as examples of the gospel to, to, to others, by living as examples of the gospel to others. You know, it's one thing to speak about living in unity, but it's an entirely different thing to put it into practice, isn't it? It's one thing to agree that unity is a good idea, but when we are faced with situations that cause us to want to veer off in our own selfish direction, uh, you know, if we feel offended in some way by something, or perhaps we even might face situations that, that cause us to think in an unhealthy way towards our peers, our colleagues, our family members, that, that produces some kind of an exclusive behavior. It's when those situations come that, our, that the real test of our faith happens. And this is where we have to put our faith into practice and intentionally live out the whole message of the gospel, that God is calling us to live in unity in him. Look at how the Apostle Paul exhorts the church in Philippi to live. He says this in Philippians 1 verse 27. Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel. Our example of unity to others has a far-reaching effect. And according to this verse, we can actually hear about the unity that, that people have. It's a, it's a widespread thing. And God is calling us to act, to think, to speak, to bring everything into unity, to almost, as, as, as he's saying, to filter our lives through the gospel. And when we do that, it results in the second thing, which is praise and glory to God. So we sow unity in our families, companies, businesses, and churches by living out the gospel. And then it produces, it results in a harvest of praise and worship to God. You know, worshiping God together must be one of the most, one of the most powerful expressions of unity in all the world. You know, a church gathered together with every race, every background, every social status, all kinds of career paths, united under one name, the name of Jesus. That has to be one of the most primary and powerful examples of what is possible when Christ is present. And it moves me so much uh, when in times of praise and worship as a community, I stop to think for a moment that by society's standards, we shouldn't be stand, standing together in, this, in, this, in, in the same room, side by side. This group of people shouldn't, strictly speaking, be together. Yet by the grace of God, in the power and the unity of the Spirit, those walls of division come crumbling down and God the Father is glorified in and through it. And that is the main purpose. That is the main harvest. 
that unity returns or the result of unity. And that is indeed, I guess, the purpose of our entire lives, to worship God. You know, you could say that God is most glorified when his followers are most unified. Look at Romans 15 verses 5 to 7. It says, Now may the grace of God, who gives endurance and encouragement, grant you to live in harmony or unity with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Therefore, welcome one another, just as Christ also welcomed you to the glory of God. Friends, may we be encouraged this morning that unity is a vital ingredient in experiencing kingdom living here on earth. And we have the power within us to promote unity or to disrupt it. And may we find the motivation from the scriptures this morning to sow unity by how we live so that we can live as one, as God the Father Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit are also one, that all of our lives may result to praise and glory to God who called us into this, into this uh, way of living. Amen. So I want to take a moment to pray for us before we head on out with the rest of our day. Father, thank you so much for the power of unity. Thank you for the perfect example of unity that you set in, your, in yourself. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit in perfect unity with one another. And we pray for opportunities to sow unity into our world this week, Father. Would you give us wisdom to know what to say, how to think, how to act? And I thank you that when we do that, Lord, we will see a harvest of glory to your name. Thank you so much, Lord, that you are for us and that you are not against us. Thank you that your love makes all of this possible. And we commit ourselves as your followers to living in unity under one name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in your wonderful name we pray. Amen.